0: Here we go. And with that we're here for this uh, I don't know what the n- what number it is. I have so many unrecorded uh, recorded not released uh, But we're here again with Ultimate Freedom. Uh my good friend Luigi LoPresti who goes by many names. Uh how you doing?
1: I'm good. I'm awesome. happy to be here with you. Awesome. I'm glad that you
0: I'm glad that you're here. I'm still learning to talk into the microphone.
1: Yeah, you want to talk into the microphone when it's and when you go over there You <laughs> can't. Hello? Okay. Is it work? Please come back. I'm,
0: I'm new to a lot of this stuff.
1: So we're going to light a little spliff. Yes. Matt is going to smoke of the marijuana leaf. What, what, this is the tobacco cannabis. Oh, blend. I don't do those things.
0: Pure sacrilege. Oh, I, yeah, you're correct. Uh, <laughs> Luigi wanted to watch me. He was curious.
1: Yeah, I've never seen next? this marijuana phenomenon that's been going on since the 60s.
0: Well, this is legal. I have a medical card. Excellent. And I have a I have a genuine fake ailment.
1: What's your fake ailment? Oh, what was it again?
0: Oh, my hands hurt sometimes.
1: I'm generally anxious, but for real. I don't know if that... (laughs) 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 Not right Uh, now, but generally. Awesome. Yeah. I don't know if that works anymore. Yeah, of course it does.
0: Oh, okay. Up here, they've restricted it to pretty much joint pain.
1: Like pain from the smoking the joint. Yeah, pain from not having a joint. Not exactly. A, the pain you experience in absence of of the joint. Yes, for lack of there of yeah, for lack of their. Yeah. We pain. were
0: uh, one of the uh, kids' uh, dads at school as a stoner. Uh, I'm not going to name him out, but we were on a on a on a school trip for a few days, camp out, and we were joking about having joint pain because we weren't smoking. That's good. Oh, he thought I was going to bring a bunch of uh, cannabis. I was like,
1: "Yo, it's a school
0: trip, man. No way, never in a million years." I'm. Right. I'm totally square, Dad. When I show up there,
1: it's good. Yeah, it's good to be square, Dad. It's also good to to exercise your freedom. We've got bigger things in this country to worry about, I think, than people smoking cannabis.
0: I think that's true. And that
1: might be a good place to kick off from. Let's. Is the fixation with being uh, normal, or the fixation with being? Uh, Yeah, well, that's something of sound uh, mind. What is sound mind? Because if you look at the political minds, the predominant minds of the day, you look at political reality or you look at media reality and you look at the mind of those people. Is that what that's normative?
0: None of that seems sound. It
1: seems right somewhere between psychopathic and psychotic. Right. Like along that spectrum. Right. So how are people to the question maybe we have? We're going to talk about the brotherhood of violence, like the fascination of violence between men. But we're also going to talk about where that comes from, where why people are or are not reasonable. And when we see in unreasonable people and we see violent people and people that are irrational in this country and in other countries, that comes from someplace.
0: Well, I think so much of it has been that the people have been sold this idea of normalcy. And a lot of it is uh, through their family, cultural conditioning, but also through their own fear of death. I think so many people are afraid of what's going on and they're looking for a cosmic big brother or big sister to fill in that you know familiar role and tell them, take over from mom and dad and tell them that it's okay and give them a direction and, and soothe them. Right. And, and, and kind of shield them from the information that we just face this chasm of chaos. Right. That includes our own complete dissolution and no knowledge about what's going on. And you allow those powers to be, to tell you what to do and to control you. And then they start defining what's normal and what's not. And I think one of the reasons so many people have been struggling to define themselves as normal is the, 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 shame that started out as actual murder and torture for people who lived alternate lifestyles and expressed themselves alternately sexually in any way other than the real pure monogamous marriage bond. Not just sexually, but even body.
1: outside of political bounds. Yeah, very, very or much Or outside so. of religious bounds. All of the above. You couldn't be alternative in any way until recent history. Right? Yeah,
0: very, uh, very much so. I mean, there's been small periods of right. individual civilizations that flourished, like some of the pirate cities right. in the New World and North yeah. Africa and... There have been small autonomous zones that have flourished from time to time. But, but, e- but even for the most part, yeah. You but go even outside even now,
1: DeWalt. you have this group that's very fond of harassing everybody from military people to gays to people, liberals, the Westgate Baptist Church. Oh,
0: Westboro. Westboro, yeah. Westboro. Westboro. Yeah.
1: So Westboro yeah. Baptist Church, one of their members converted to being a decent human being. And there's a big story about it in the New York. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, did you hear about what happened to the pastor? The guy who started it, Fred Phelps, the guy, the patriarch. Yeah. He died recently. Yeah. And as he was dying in the last week or couple weeks of his life, he recanted the whole thing. Yeah, of course. He said he was sorry. Yeah. He said, stop doing all of that. Yeah. And all the rest of the members of his own family excommunicated him out of the church and fucking cut him off. One of the
1: guys on his deathbed.
0: And he died. So
1: So a great point to make is that in the face of the abyss. Yeah in the face of the fragmentation of society, in the face of terror uh, characterized by, either by the media or by actions, both by this country and by other countries who are engaging in terroristic acts that kill millions of people. It's been going on a long time, it's not new. In the face of that, to your point earlier, you have a choice, either you're either responding in in an infantile way, Mm. I need a proxy parent, Tell me what's right, and the proxy parent can be government, or the proxy parent can be God, yes, or the proxy parent could be substance, or it can be organized religion, it could be organized anything, yes, anything that we create that's monolithic, yes. So, even if I was to say, uh, I used to say when I was younger that I could appreciate a person that told me that jello gelatin was their ultimate salvation. If a person was convinced, (laughs) okay, well, that salvation to me is lime jello gelatin, that's the that's where it all begins and ends for me, and that's my religion. You'd have to, by virtue of that, respect that viewpoint, even though it would make absolutely senselessness, right? Uh, ah, excuse me. It I don't know
0: if I would have to respect it. I would definitely enjoy it, be but entertained by it. The reason I ask that is yeah. to
1: is to prompt the question of: It's the same thing. It's a mythology. If your mythology is lime jello Jelly, yes. Then that or that or then your, your that, mythology that I totally agree. Judeo-Christianity. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Or Islamism or Judaism or Buddhism any ism you can think of as long as we hold it up as or nationalism
0: it's just somebody else's template to overlay on the chaos to feel some, right. some, some uh, right. comfort right. some comfort that maybe you aren't alone maybe and, you're not going to die and the
1: glorification particularly of violence which humans seem to be really good at yeah. we're really good at creating shit to blow ourselves up kill yeah. ourselves to kill other people We have to think about that brotherhood because it's primarily a male thing. It's a male. Yes. It's a it's a gendered behavior. Not to say that women are not violent. There's been plenty of instances of women being extremist and violent. But men, the brotherhood of violence, this notion that um, I discovered and started to write about by watching The Revenant.
0: I haven't seen it. Okay, So I
1: watched The Revenant. I watched this movie with Leo DiCaprio where he went went off to god awful places to freeze his ass off to win an Oscar. Yeah, (laughs) basically, (laughs) basically. But in the film, I noticed, you know, like a lot of films, it ends with two guys battling each other to the death. And, you know, it's a pretty bloody ending. He, yeah. he kills the, uh, the antagonist in the story. Okay. But I thought about it in a philosophical sense and thought, why is it that we're fascinated by that brotherhood? Because it's a reaction. As much as there's a reaction in us to say, I need answers. I need there to be monolithic things in life. God, church, family, the Marine Corps, whatever. The question then becomes: Well, why is it? Why is what follows mostly on the tails of that mono, mono, monolithic attitude? Violence. Why? Why is violence associated? Why do we need to feel the need to defend monolithic positions?
0: Well, I think most of our cultures that are this violent are coming from this extreme sexual repression. Yeah, sure. and I think that that has t- almost everything to do with this entire problem: the disempowerment of women and the repression of sexuality of women. And then, you know, furthermore, arching out into the repression of everyone's sexuality really is causing everybody so incredibly uptight and unhappy and lacking any real connection. And then you go to like and we have to speak about, you know, America for me, the West Coast of America. That's where I grew up. There wasn't a lot of mystical experience in the suburbs of Fair Oaks <laughs> and people were really aching for mystical mystical experience. And that ended up in kids getting drunk and smoking cigarettes. But that's not really going to get you there. and People are yearning for this experience and sexuality is so suppressed that even though even some teens are having sex here and there, it's not anything that's out. It's not shared. It's not taking place in a healthy, open environment. Violence is one of the places that you can get close to the mystical experience for real. Sure. And a lot of it for myself and for what I've seen, it comes through sanctioned sports. Sure. And through the older mainly older male figures really yeah. sanctioning violence <laughs> yep. and and you know ego-based domination Modern gladiator of, of, sports, of right. other people like yeah. and that being sanctioned in your peer group and for myself I went to a private school for a good amount of my school career and then my parents let me make the decision because I was doing so well mm-hmm. to go back to public school because I wanted to go to school with my neighborhood friends and you know all the idiots who I shouldn't have cared about going mm-hmm. to school with in and I yeah. you know it was, nobody makes it that it's a bit of a mistake ever. yeah but uh but so then I go back to public school, and I had been doing the, uh, you know this private schooling where I was taking classes that were pretty much college uh, level classes in elementary school and up just because that was the deal with the private school and I was a pretty gifted kid. and so I go back I'm immersed in this public school and there's 30 plus students in a classroom, and the teacher is teaching lies about you know Columbus and lies about the church and all these things that I. No, that aren't actually true. I've, I've read better better history books and been, been e- taught even a more at, fuller picture. Even at that age. Yeah, and what I first started getting in trouble for with the teachers was when I would correct them, when it would come to like history and geopolitics. Mm-hmm. And then with the kids, it was the fact that I was a straight-A student and I was really spiritual and very gentle. And none of that uh, amounted to anything but me being ridiculed and ostracized. And so I just went from this amazing private school where everybody loved me and I loved everybody and I was allowed to be myself. And that was awesome to this new scene where the adults weren't cool with me being myself and were telling me this new way to be. And I got told repeatedly from the administrators, like just don't make waves in class. We don't care what the right answer is. This is what the state says. He teaches, he teaches this, you be quiet. And I I was getting ostracized by my peer group because I was this meek, little spiritual only child that would sit in the woods and contemplate, you know, infinity and, All these other really weird esoteric subjects and so then what happened to me was I didn't really get picked on because I guess I was just so unnoticeable but then uh, we started in wrestling to in eighth grade wrestling we started to do the wrestling and then from each PE class the two best boy or the best boy in each weight class of the PE class we started wrestling at lunch and this led to all of the boys in the top the top two in each weight class regardless of grade eighth and seventh grade wrestling in the quad at lunch in front of all of the students, you know, who big thing. And so I ended up making it there. And I just had this real trippy preternatural gift for any type of not just violence, but any type of emergency situation. I'm one of those people that time slows down and dilates. And I seem to know exactly what to do and to be guided and moving a little bit faster than the general time stream. And so it manifested me getting into this match. And then I had to wrestle this kid, Crystal Force and he was, one of the badasses of the whole school. And he was a little guy like me, but he would beat up everybody. He was a tough kid from a bad house and just, you know, ended up being a good kid, but just a badass. And so I wrestle in front of the whole school and I pin him in like 40 seconds. I just pick him up. I souffle him, which is like a sideways suplex. Mm -hmm. I smack him. I reverse cradle him pin done. The whole school is like 1200 kids and they just go ape shit nuts. And then all of a sudden I'm super cool. And like everybody wants to be my friend
1: this tells you a this tells a great story of the American male experience
0: and I all of a sudden I ditched and I abandoned my all of the all of the good things my parents gave to me and what they said and did for me and their example they set for me all of the goodness that was me that I came into the world with I ditched it all because it was such an easy metric. it was like, wow, if I'm physically dominate people and I'm tough and scary, everyone likes me and the cute girls want to hang out with me okay fuck I'm tough and scary but
1: that, that, that that but that is the dominant paradigm and as the that is that is, uh, and what is um, what is maleness it's funny because there's a conference on the 7th and 8th this week with a guy named Dale Vaughn who talks about this that the predominant the predominant mode of being for men is towards a violent and or aggressive predisposition and that in and of itself so let's admit the fact that war is a human is a human reality. There's a great quote from the movie uh, Fury where he says that uh, history is violent, peace is idealistic. Right, the yeah. character, of this tank commander character, played by Brad Pitt, says history is violent, but peace is idealistic. So history as a male dominated phenomena most historical phenomenon is from the male perspective is dominated by these monolithic struggles between men cultures leaders leadership uh so at so but the question is at this juncture at least is and i have personal personal viewpoints as a philosopher and as a writer that i don't think that will survive this period of transition because you can't so we are we expected to go back to matriarchy, are we expected to see the ascent? What is the actual women? future? Yeah. Right. Are we expected yeah. to see the ascent of women to power to the degree that it displaces male power? Are we to see a blending of gender, the erasure of gender? Because you have to admit, with transgendered, transsexualized, and tr- and the openness around that, which I'm not commenting on, but it does mean gender is now fluid. More fluid, yeah. Right. Yeah. So does well, I that? Think
0: so much of that came from that because I remember. Myself, just wanting to be me and express who I was,
1: and wear a dress occasionally. And that was no. <laughs> <laughs> I'll,
0: I'll, I'll, we'll go into that. Um, no, but it really was. It was like it was disrespected because I wasn't aggressive. I wasn't sure. into it. And so much of it is just. Latent. We
1: expect boys to behave a certain way.
0: It's like the fear of the average American suburban male that his kid is gay gets turned into this near you know this peak level violent hostility through sports yeah. and just socializing in I've, general and I've, I fell prey to it and I what I think, saved me yeah. because I was working up in my mind to get into school into college so that I could get a degree so that I could then get into the special forces and kill people for Ronald Reagan and Uncle Sam and to like be a good American and and to be loved by people and then I ate acid and it all unraveled. And I could see that it It allowed me to de myself and see what was society and what was myself so and that, so who that's, I was when I came in. And then it gave point. me the strength to say, I don't care if you're going to call me a faggot. I don't care if you're going to call me a pussy. I just don't care because I understand inside of myself what is right and what is wrong. And you can't touch me.
1: So you bring up a couple of good points. One, that to some degree, and I have a, a similar experience being raised by uh in a marine family and in a very athletic family and in a, a family obsessed with american football and obsessed with the premise of sport and 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 then and then having many shades of both violence alcoholism uh all manner of dysfunction related to uh my father related to who he was and what he had to heal from or what yeah. he has to heal from yes yeah. eventually So some questions arise is one, is healing available for men in the form of the Father? And I ask this very specifically because when most people, you know, maybe if there's people that are listening that are of the predilection of still believing that God is a he, which is sort of nonsense and silly. But if you do, imagine then why you've never prayed to a She. Like why every time you sit down and pray, you know, God help me. You're thinking of a male archetype. And it's, God has always been genderless. Right. But God, you know, historically, yeah. uh, we so, know, yes. has been genderless. But I, I'm, uh, I'm questioning. Like, but I mean,
0: God has only been historically exclusively male for a couple thousand years right. in only certain parts of the globe. Like there's right. still feet. Right. There's Oshun. But what happens to
1: the brain when people sit down and think of God as mother? Right. Right. What right. happens to the way we pray? I'm sure there'd be a softening. We pray. I, I'm sure we pray differently. I've tried this. I would guess, yeah. And I was brought up in Roman Catholicism, and I've studied every ism there is as both. But the Catholics pray
0: pray to Mary as well,
1: yeah. They do, and they have deity. They have.
0: But it's not so much with, for Mary. It's, it's like thanks, <laughs> and then for God, it's asking. I for I think stuff.
1: the Catholics look at and the orthodox more so in the Orthodox Church, Mary's venerated. Yeah. And in the Catholic Church, Mary's venerated, but she's venerated because she's she's this is the beginning of problems because Mary's venerated because she's spotless right because exactly, yeah. of the virgin birth yeah so we're venerating a woman the woman who gave birth to god is a woman who's never had sex yeah yeah what does that say to societies Well,
0: well, I mean, I think that going
1: to your point of repression. Look at that. That's that's where I was going to go. I mean, that's where I think.
0: I don't think that's an accident at all. No, I don't think any of that's. And I think that so the whole of it's purposeful social engineering. The
1: only kind of feminine veneration, female worship, at least in the Judeo-Christian, particularly the Catholic and Orthodox traditions, is that of worshiping the Mother of God, who's never had sex. Totally. That's profound.
0: It's ridiculous. You know,
1: I don't think you have to be high to, to really no. feel the profundity of that <laughs> one. Right. No. no uh-uh, right. Yeah. No. Uh-uh. Like yeah. and I do. And I think that I've said um, frequently, more frequently, because I'm, tr- I'm trying to write a new book about this idea of obviation, that things are obvious. That's an obvious question. Yeah. That's a truism. Right? Yes. Or uh, if you know, I mean, the reverse is if God is venerated as the ultimate male then w- don't be surprised by the supremacy of patriarchy, the supremacy of violence, it's totally. glorification, totally. war. Totally. I mean, you can't, nobody can look at war, the easiest example is nuclear, and say that that's how, ha- we've devised a way to destroy the planet by estimates 2,000 times over. Yeah. And all it takes, and I think we've got to be more aware of this now, Is a nutcase like Kim Jong-il to lob one at L.A. And for a nutcase like a Trump to be in office at the time and to lob one back.
0: And hit the button and then there's Putin and then it's all over. So
1: while people are sitting around going, oh, those ideas are out there, man. You know, you're thinking too much. You're overanalyzing. I think the obviation, what's obvious, though, is that people are programmed to large measure. And if you put a leader in office like a Trump who comes up against a Kim Jong-il or somebody of that nature who's fanatical and they have a who what bars us from having an equally fanatical reaction that puts the entire population at risk instantly. That's so dangerous. I think we have to I don't think we talk about that. and I don't hear that conversation. Everyone
0: ignores it. This is uh, a one of the bit you've seen on in your, you know, I know you've shut off from Facebook, but you've seen in your Facebook career, I've been, especially the last couple of years, I've been interfacing with the chemtrails believers a lot. Mm-hmm. And those are the the questions and the issues I bring up to them. It's like, let's just, for instance, say this is true. Cool. Like, it doesn't even matter. Let's get to the nuclear arsenals. Sure. Let's get to the fact that up on, on the uh, on not on the San Andreas fault, that or the, or the fault, I believe it's the San Andreas, that exo- exits Humboldt Bay. Yeah. There's a spent nuclear fuel pool at a closed-down reactor building that's 400 times more fuel than there was at Fukushima. Yeah. And it is at the level of Humboldt Bay. It is at sea level, protected by a six-foot chain link fence. Yeah. Like, let's actually, like, let's go be pissed off about that. Like, if you want to get mad and mention anything, let's begin first and foremost with the nuclear question because it's the one thing that it's not like a gun. A gun, I have a bullet. If I point it at you... And an accident happens or I really want to fucking kill you. Yeah. Bam. Yeah. But nuclear energy and nuclear weapons are like they're sitting there. Right. And if I never even have the idea to do anything to you and I have an accident that's bad enough, there goes the planet. So
1: another level then of this, what I'm what I'm calling the uh, I'm, right now, I'm calling it a, 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 um, a treatise on the end of humanity because I've indulged. I had indulged, like most people, the notion that. In the space of my lifetime, I'm 45. In the near future, we have the possibility of some supremacy, some, some advent for a superintelligence or a robotic intelligence. Totally. We have the possibility of there being overpopulation, and right now we know that there are refugee camps throughout Europe right now yeah. due to the Syrian crisis. Yeah. Okay, that's the second thing. The, th- the third thing is we know that the war on drugs so-called war on drugs has created more violence and managed to exacerbate yes. the problem and is a massive failure yes and then four we know that the gulf war in particular the gulf war 2 by bush now not even people in his national security council are now admitting it was a massive mistake it Total was right. kicking failure. over a beehive in the middle east we don't ha- really have the right to tell people how to live, how regardless of how abhorrent yeah, I agree. the Islamic system yeah. is at its most extreme. Agreed. And then five, we have this issue of the eventual and complete degradation of resources, yeah. where there's not enough water, there's yeah. not period. Yeah. So you have these factors and you look at them, and, and I think anybody, any rational human being has to at some point decide that hopefulness is, uh, is nice but maybe not realistic anymore. And maybe, to your point, if it's just about a six-foot fence in front of 400 metric tons of nuclear waste, then maybe it's really about priorities. And if the priorities to date have been about upholding monolithic belief, religious, political, or otherwise, that's not a good priority. It's just, right? So the priority has to be what? Collaboration? Yes has to be. And I think it's interesting that that for you and I know my experience, too, that one of the ways and I'm bringing this back to yeah, some yeah. something, you know, a lot about. Yeah. That. The psychedelic experience, the experience of ingesting psychotropic uh, medicines has been for a lot of people. I, don't, I mean, I don't think I'd be in this room. Right. Right. Probably not. I probably would of us talk yeah. to you. Yeah. Right. But, you know, there's a picture that we noticed when we came in on the wall when I was in yeah. India in yeah. 1998. Yeah. So there's some connectivity to the experience going beyond the normative, monolithic, yeah. everyday white picket fence. Very much. Driving so. kids to school. Well, one of the cool things for us is that practice, uh,
0: in going to the schools to the here, we finally we finally been interfacing with, the with, quote, unquote, normal people. <laughs> yeah. And we see this dance this attraction repulsion dance going on where they see Tristan and myself and they're like, wow, oh. you guys are how old and you're in great shape and you're so happy and your kids are so good. And it's like, well, what do you do? And right. we're like, this is what we do. And like, that's fucking insane. And then they kind of pull away and then, but then they see us and, and I go on the field trips and I'm totally responsible and all the kids love me and I do great with them. And right. Tristan volunteers. And, and we, they just see our works and, and they see us get along and then they, get, they come back again. And like, well, what are you doing? And then we tell them again, like, well, we, and this time it's just well, we don't know. But they, they kind of hang around. And they hang around, and we there's quite there's a few couples you know that were quote unquote normal, but they were looking you know just like we were before we got lucky and found it. They were looking for that same thing, and they knew what was working out wasn't right. And and we've been pulling other people quote unquote normal people into the freak scene, and they end up loving uh, it and flourishing. And, know, and, it. and their know, lives, it's like a fucking it, chain it, letter. So their lives had, fucking explode so, with vitality and love. So we had this conversation
1: and, uh, that. Uh, at our mutual friend's house where I said that I don't think that that and this isn't this is meant in the best possible ways that I don't think I mean I don't find you to be a freak or weird <laughs> but I guess thank you i mean and and and, <laughs> and 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 at the same time some people would say i mean I think a lot of people that even would read my work would say in the least I appear to be a spiritual person quotes around that yeah. I hate that word yeah two that i'm I have eccentric views. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Except like that cleaning up nuclear waste, addressing the five most cataclysmically possible ends to the society, to humanity, excuse me, ought to be bigger priorities than say maintaining religious order, political elections and the rest. So like what we're requiring of society in a perfect world, if we could say, well, this is what we require. Right. We wave a wand and say, "Well, this is how we think things would change." Would be to have some sort of breakthrough, some sort of phenomenal breakthrough in one's own mind about one's own place on the planet. Yeah, and that happened for you. What, uh, and almost everybody
0: that I know that it has happened right. for. And it happened for me. And not everyone, right. but And I used psychedelics in
1: my twenties and yeah. now in my forties. Yeah. I spent nine years medicated by the establishment. Yeah. That was the worst nine years of my life, because That's the medical crazy. establishment took symptoms and decided to say that these are symptoms that make you x in the dm in the dsm
0: yeah and then you have medicine y for you and we have medicine Y. and, and then, for then when you when you attenuate to that one and get used to it and then for we have nine medicine years
1: Z. for nine years some of which we knew each other yeah. i didn't write a single word No oh shit i couldn't read a book to end i couldn't read it's pretty that's pretty common in lithium therapy Crazy. I couldn't read a book to an end. Just concentration wise? Yeah, you just couldn't concentrate. You just can't read a book. Um, Wow. I didn't dream. Oh, man. I didn't dream for nine years. That's intense. Uh, I didn't have, well, this is, I mean, funny, but I didn't have a lot of sexual problems, but it didn't decrease my consumption of alcohol. It didn't decrease my consumption of narcotics at that time when I was struggling with cocaine and alcohol which i've been pretty open about yeah uh i think that it's interesting that the very medication it's also interesting and ironic and funny to me like nuclear weapons we've got enough of them to blow ourselves off the planet they give you enough medication to kill yourself at any time yeah yeah anytime
0: well and then there's simple medications that you can't kill yourself with right restricted
1: right but it it all it just you know it it,
0: for me I, i hate to oversimplify but it seems like so many of the things that we're suffering from As we look around continue to trace Back uh, especially medically Scientifically to the the fact That you know modern western medicine and Science is founded from a christian perspective Yeah and if there wasn't that christian puritanical Perspective we'd have a whole different reality If we still had the technological advances And the physiolo- physiological knowledge Of med- of western medicine But without this repressive fear based mindset Of altered states right it'd Be so much easier it's like oh you're depressed well Fuck maybe your life's fucked up so or may- first off, let's look at your life. And then secondarily, right. let's look at therapies that allow you to see what has happened to you and your traumas in a right. way that you can also depersonalize from them healthily, yeah. view them from an outside perspective and unwind those traumas. Right.
1: So in a psychedelic experience, we might take it. We might you might have 10 minutes on DMT or you might have several hours on peyote or on ibogaine or on am I pronouncing that correctly ibogaine ibogaine mushrooms o- or mushrooms or i might do ayahuasca and i'm or i might do lst i might have this experience if you're in for 12 to 20 hours 20, and get the you're acid in for like a day <laughs> yeah first time i did acid i was high and i had to work in a landscaping company the next day oh shit. and i'd taken a lot of acid with a guy named scott hughes who was my mentor in this experience at a paul simon concert he died god rest he but he took a bunch of us journeying early i think his parents are still alive and he um told me you know tomorrow might be kind of weird at work so i get to work and i'm a landscaper and my job was to 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 rake mulch over about 50 yards on an incline <laughs> you know in the wind so the, <laughs> so the entire day was like every mu- piece of mulch had had its own <laughs> vibration yeah. the leaves were waving high yeah. all day yeah. you know my my boss came and said do you want a break I'm like no no this is great I'm having the best time (laughs) spreading 50 yards of mulch so how does this relate to what we were talking about everybody at some point has had a significant breakthrough where they see that the brain works differently the brain functions differently and short of like putting LSD in the water supply which has occurred to me but would land me a fairly hefty prison sentence
0: It's also expensive
1: and also be very expensive and probably impossible to do. Short of that, how do you inculcate, how do you encourage people to have a fundamental shift in their attitude about what reality is or do they wait for the cataclysm to show them that?